This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Hey, I'm Brett Podolsky, co-founder of The Farmer's Dog. We make fresh food for dogs. We started the company when we saw what a huge difference it made in my own dog, Jada, when she stopped eating ultra-processed kibble and started eating fresh, whole food. The Farmer's Dog food isn't fancy. It's just real food delivered to your door in pre-portioned packs. It's better for them. And easier for you. Get 50% off your first box at thefarmersdog.com slash podcast. That's thefarmersdog.com slash podcast. In this town, there is no off-season. The news never stops, and neither do we. It's always game day in Cleveland with Andy Baskin and Daryl Ryder. It is always game day in Cleveland, and who saw that one coming? The Browns defeat, I can't believe I'm saying it, the Browns defeat the San Francisco 49ers 19-17. to It is always game day in Cleveland. Brought to you locally by our good friends at Smiley One and Bryant, Northeast Ohio's heating and cooling experts. Daryl, I'll be honest with you, and I'll eat crow all week. I'm good with it. I never thought the Browns would be able to win with a backup quarterback, and they did that, but I've always believed in the defense, and they really held true to their word today. Yeah, you know, at some point, the football gods got a smile on Cleveland, and Sunday afternoon, they did. 41-yard field goal, sales wide right with six seconds left, and the Browns pull off what I, I feel, I'm with you, it's an improbable 19-17 to victory, a game that started with a pregame brawl. The 49ers started the fight, and the Browns ended the fight on top as uh, they come out with... Uh, their third win of the season with, um, you know, P.J. Walker up from the practice squad to start in place of Deshaun Watson. Look, this defense is for real. They held the 49ers to a season low in points, season low in yards. Um, you know, even on that last drive when uh, San Francisco, <laughs> we just felt the momentum going in their direction that they were going to find a way to, to, to win that game. Uh, just an outstanding job all around by the Browns defense. And uh, I, I think that they're for real. You know, I think that the questions were answered. You know, people wanting to know if this defense was for real. I think Sunday's performance, Andy, absolutely answered that with a big, fat, and bold letters, yes. I, I, I'm, I, there are a million things going through my mind after that game. And first of all, I think the biggest thing is this is why they play the game, Daryl. They have to do it. And um, if everything was on paper, then things would look a little bit different. So let's go yeah. back to the beginning. What was the word in the locker room afterwards about the pregame scuffle? 
Well, bottom line, what happened was is the Browns were trying to set up to do their pregame drills on the western end of the field. The 49ers would not get out of their way and started chirping. And one thing led to another. And basically, look, the, the theme came, whether it was Juan Thornhill, Greg Newsom, every player. Not going to disrespect this in our own building, okay? We're not going to tolerate that. We're, we're, we're all professionals here. We're all here to do a job. But you come into our house and you're going to disrespect us. We're going to step up and answer. And that's exactly what uh, the Browns did. The skirmish lasted for about two and a half minutes or so. Uh, as it uh, took a couple of minutes for the officials to restore order. You know, Trent Williams, he wanted a piece of everybody. He came in actually and blew up Elijah Moore, knocked his helmet off. I put the video up on uh, my ex uh, social channel there, and I also put it on Instagram. So if you want to watch what went down, but, you know, Juan Thornhill and Debo Samuel were going at it uh, a little bit too, pushing and shoving. Um, but a- a- again, uh, you know, the Browns said, hey, we're just trying to set up to do our pregame drills and the 49ers, quite frankly, wouldn't get out of our way to allow us to do our pregame work. Some words were exchanged, then the pushing and shoving ensued. And, uh, you know, nobody really won the fight by TKO or anything. Thank goodness, because as I'm watching that unfold, Andy, I'm thinking in my head about e- possible ejections or penalties, right? So I'm sure the league office uh, next Saturday will be uh, sending some paperwork uh, to some folks on both of these teams for that pregame skirmish, but all's well that ends well. Nobody got hurt uh, in it. Uh, and uh, again, it really seemed that everyone in the Browns locker room said not that they needed additional motivation, you know, because they had read what I, I had written and said all week about how they were going to get their doors blown off and, and run off the field. And fans weren't believing that they were going to win. They were motivated by that already. That fight was just the icing on the cake uh, for them to, come out motivated to win this football game. I take it. Did you get called out, Daryl? I, I, I didn't get called out, but look, I wasn't the only one that picked the no. Browns to get blown out today. You did. Everyone did, right? I mean, and, well, and, look, and, on and, paper, I mean, you're missing, let's start. You're missing Jack right. Conklin. You're missing Joel Batonio. You're right. using a quarterback who's on the practice squad. Oh, by the way, Nick Chubb is uh, not right. able to play today. You're going up against one of the top, uh, one of the top defenses and offense. Um, I'm trying to remember. Dante Whitner said the only way the Browns win is if it snows. <laughs> well, it didn't snow. We got a little rain. Uh, uh, the sun peaked out right when Kareem Hunt scored his touchdown. As soon as he crossed the goal line, the sun popped out. And I guess that was the football god smiling upon the Browns a little bit there, too. But, yeah, you know, um, you need that every once in a while. You need a little luck uh, to go your way. And this is a, a franchise that, they're the butt of jokes. I, I'm front in line to tell half of them because they get their layups pretty much on a regular basis, right? I mean, the, it's low-hanging fruit. Uh, and and for once, I can't remember the last time the Browns got a break like that. We're a 41-yard field goal at the gun. You, you, it's almost fate or complete he's going to make it, right? I, I have to hurry up in the span of two minutes, rewrite every, rewrite my lead, rewrite the fi- everything. You know, you got to redo everything. Because as that final drive was going for San Francisco, it just it felt like you, you knew how the movie ended. I mean, it covered enough Browns games. I, I don't plan for them to win games in that particular scenario because, unfortunately, they've not. But, um, you know, maybe this is what they need, right? Maybe this is what this franchise needs and this particular team needs to give them a shot in the arm where the, the deck was stacked against them uh, on Sunday afternoon. And they, it wasn't pretty. 
but they just they found a way. PJ Walker uh, did an admirable job. He wasn't great, but he wasn't terrible either. You know what I mean? Like he did just enough, even though I have no idea what the hell Kevin Stefanski was thinking down uh, on the other end of the the field there before uh, uh, Dustin Hopkins' third field goal, uh, throwing the ball with uh, less than two minutes to play. Uh, apparently. Uh, he wasn't supposed to throw the ball. <laughs> that, that no, I mean, he made that happened. pretty clear in the post game that it was like, I mean, he did everything he could not to throw PJ under the bus yeah. on that. And I mean, that was almost intercepted. Um, yeah. It stopped the clock. It gave, I mean, there were a million wrong things with that play. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, Roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Knowing how to speak and understand a new language can be an invaluable tool when traveling, meeting new friends, or just even to master a new skill. But it's not always simple when you're bogged down by textbooks and structure classes. That's why so many people trust Rosetta Stone. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program, available on desktop or as an app. It truly immerses you in the language you want to learn, like Spanish, French, Italian, Chinese, and more. You won't just be studying English translations. The Rosetta Stone intuitive process helps you pick up a language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com rs10. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com rs10 today. Yeah, and, and it, it, like next time, hopefully Kevin just calls for a handoff. Nothing fancy, just let's hand it off. Let, let's not roll out or try doing, you know, I because I don't know. I, I don't even know what the play was play call was. Maybe it PJ looked like a, it looked like kind of like a bootleg roll, um, just slide, right? Okay. If you had room and he should have slid out of bounds. If you go yeah. back and watch the play, all he had to do was slide. The clock would have kept going. Right. They could have ate some more time. Or the 49ers would have burned a timeout there. But right, that's true too. You know, all's well that ends well. As they say, like, now we can laugh about it. But the um, other part of it is on that final drive for the Browns to score, they caught a couple breaks on penalties that were called that, you know, maybe defenseless receiver. That was the first thing I thought when they when that happened. And then that's the what hold. Was. But let, let's be honest. 
And I always say this, don't let the game get into the hands of the officials, right? If you're San Francisco, don't put them in the spot to either make or not make that call, much like what happened on David Njoku's touchdown. I mean, things work their way out. The problem is we remember everything that happens at the end of the game. Yeah, I mean, it stinks that Njoku uh, had his touchdown call back. Why? Because your friend and mine, Jedrick Wills, didn't know what he was doing and was too far down the field again. So, um, again, let's go back to the basic game plan of this because this thing could have got out of hand really quick. They marched down the field faster. We've seen any team march down the field uh, against the Browns, especially early on in the game, right away. Now, all of a sudden, it looked like the Browns had a little bit of offense going, but boom, a momentum killer with an interception. It looks like San Francisco is going to come back down and they're going to at least get three to go up 10-0 after two drives and barely hanging out of the ball which went against anything anybody thought would give the Browns a chance to win. A missed field goal in the beginning and a missed field goal in the end, and that gave the Browns the door they needed to win the game. Yeah, uh, and, you know, <laughs> D- you know, Dustin Hopkins, you thought that his missed field goal, his first miss of the season was going to come back and, and bite the Browns in the backside, and ultimately he ended up making the, his last three kicks of the afternoon, and it mattered most, and, and um, he's got to be feeling pretty good, but – Look, I, to me, this game was one exactly how I said the Browns needed to win the game. They had to force turnovers. Well, they were able to get Brock Purdy to throw his first interception of the year. The run game had to be strong. Well, Jerome Ford uh, was strong on the ground. Kareem Hunt was strong on the ground. In, in fact, uh, the Browns outgained uh, them 160 to 108 on the ground. Yards overall, 334 to 215. Third down conversions held uh, San Francisco three for 12. The Browns weren't much better. They were three for 13 on their third down conversions. But all those 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 incidental categories, right, that I felt the Browns had to win to win this football game on Sunday, uh, they did. Time of possession, all right? They played a little keep away, a little over 33 minutes to just under 27 minutes uh, for the San Francisco 49ers, right? Brock Purdy. Uh, was not all that uh, good throwing the football, just 107 net yards passing for San Francisco as well. So the formula that I had put out there, right, because we, we were told, look, by rights, the Browns should have been blown out, just the situation being what it was, and I kept saying, but this, there is a reason you have to play the game, and you got to go out there and, and, and put in the four quarters, and this is exactly the reason why. And the Browns won a game that no one picked them to win. They handed the last undefeated team in the National Football League their first loss of the year. The defense showed, hey, we're really for real here. We're not messing around. And, um, you know, now you get ready to take on an Indianapolis Colts team who absolutely had their doors blown off of them, speaking of getting blown out, right? The Colts got blown out uh, on Sunday. So, you know, and we'll see what happens with Deshaun. Uh, going into, uh, you know, next week as far as his availability. There's no real true update there. And quite frankly, everyone thinks they know what's going on. No one knows. I don't think Deshaun knows right now when he's going to be able to play. But, um, yeah, I mean, the the formula to win this game almost played out perfectly uh, in the Cleveland Browns' favor. And they they did. They they, they won a game that I, I'll be honest with you. I'll, I'll eat the crow. Give me some barbecue sauce on that bird, baby. I did not think the Browns were going to win this game. I thought they were going to lose by two, maybe three touchdowns. 49ers came in, Andy, averaging 
nearly 33 points per game. Their average margin of victory this year was 19.8 points per game. So uh, how was I going to pick the Browns to, you know, to, to win this game? So credit to them. That defense, uh, now, also got a little luck. Debo Samuel left with an injury. Uh, Christian McCaffrey also uh, left with an injury. Trent Williams, who uh, you know wanted to beat up the entire Browns roster before the game, he got dinged up in the in the middle of the game too, and bounced in and out of the lineup there a little bit too. So again, the 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 football gods finally smiled upon Cleveland, and and the Browns were finally able to win a game that uh, when you looked at the two teams on paper, they probably shouldn't have won. I think the other thing that comes out of this game, Daryl, is that Browns fans and the Browns themselves can have confidence in PJ Walker if if, you know, Deshaun Watson can't play. And I think that's a huge lifter. And, by the way, I, I don't know if you have this in front of you, Daryl, because I don't have the defensive stats in front of me right now. How many sacks did uh, how many sacks did the Niners end up coming up with on Walker? Uh, the Niners only had two sacks, and they had two quarterback hits. They broke up five of his passes. I thought that would be fumble. one of the keys to the game today yeah. because they had been very effective sacking other yeah. teams. And – you had to be concerned about sacks knowing what the Browns' offensive line consisted of today. Well, yeah, and you, you came in, right? Nick Bosa, you were just wondering whose lunch he was going to eat alive today, and that, that just really didn't happen. As You know, you, you look at the numbers. He had the one uh, big sack there on, on third down in, in the key spot in the game. But, um, yeah, I mean, the, the, the beat-up offensive line of the Browns certainly held their own, uh, not just pass protection, Andy, but when you look at the running game, and what the Browns are 160 to 108. Uh, the Browns won uh, the rushing battle between these uh, two teams. Jerome Ford, 84 yards uh, on 17 carries for you quick uh, mathematicians. I, I, I'll, I fess up. I got the math right here in front of me, so I don't have to do this in my head. Thank God. 4.9 yards per carry. Kareem Hunt, 3.9 yards per carry, uh, 47 yards on uh, 12 touches there. And of course, he scored uh, the touchdown on the ground. Amari Cooper, let's give him some love. Uh, talking to him in the locker room, he said, you know what, everyone thinks I can't, you know, high point balls and make these kind of catches, and I don't understand why mm. I do this stuff all the time. Um, but fantastic catch on the sideline, four catches, 108 yards. He was a big, big reason why the Browns won this game. Uh, David Ajoku, another gutsy performance uh, by him. He had a, a trio of catches for 24 yards, and he, in my opinion, I don't think David Ajoku gets enough love for his work in the run game. He is an outstanding blocker, and he was called upon again Sunday afternoon to help in that regard and being the team guy he is. He helped out big time uh, in that run game, and that's why the Browns were able to uh, command things on the ground. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Let's also give credit to David Bell, who had just one catch today, but probably the biggest catch of his career for the Browns in the NFL. On a fourth down and short, he came you up have, with a big catch on the other side of the uh, first down sticks. Give you, him some credit. You have been waiting since they drafted him to finally give David Bell some love. And you're right, hey, 
It kept that drive alive, gave them an opportunity to go down there and, and, and kick the game-winning field goal. Huge fourth down conversion. Uh, was fourth and four. He comes up with a six-yard grab. As you said, it was his only catch uh, of the day, but it was a big, big grab. I'm all, I mean, I just think he has Jarvis Landry potential. That's okay. all. So that's where I see him, too. All right, so, Daryl, let's let's talk ahead. What do you get out of this game now? Because it was a crucial win when you look at the fact that Cincinnati, who played today, beat right. Seattle. You look at the Ravens, who were overseas, uh, right. beat Mike Vrabel, and uh, they beat uh, Tennessee. So everybody's been a winner. Cincinnati's yeah. won two in a row. Pittsburgh had the day off. Yeah, you know, this division's going to be black and blue all year. It's going to be tight. I don't anticipate any of these teams pulling away. Uh, they, look, this is a this is huge for the Browns. They're now three and two, not two and three. There's something to be said for that. They go uh, to Indianapolis next week to play a Colts team that, as you mentioned, had their doors just absolutely blown off. They took a beating Sunday afternoon. So, uh, and they don't have their starting quarterback. It's Gardner Minshew time. We don't know if Deshaun's going to be available. But look, here's what I take away, and it's what I said at the top: this Browns defense is playoff slash conference champion slash Super Bowl champion contending good. Juan Thornhill said in the locker room after the game, they are the best. This is the best defense he has played on. And he made it a point to say, and I have played on two Super Bowl championship teams. This is the best defense I've ever played on. That's saying something. And uh, Juan Thornhill, again, in the middle of that pregame fracas, you know what I mean? Not taking anything from anybody. He's I, look. I, I think that he could end up being on the field. One of the bigger pickups. All due respect to the Zedarius Smith trade and a couple other moves that Andrew Berry made. I think there's something to be said for what Juan Thornhill is injecting on the field uh, it, it, to this Browns defense. You see it, but for him to come out and say, "Hey, I played in three Super Bowls. Twice we won. This here in Cleveland is the best defense I've been part of." That says something. I also think that when you look at the Browns defense, all the pressure isn't on Miles Garrett and Denzel Ward. Right. I mean, for the last couple of years, that's all it's felt like. It's all on Denzel. It's all on Miles. Very little help from the linebackers. And we see linebacker play making a difference. We see, um, you know, the tackles making a difference, stopping the run. And, of course, we know that we've got rock-solid guys in the defensive backfield. We've been saying this since preseason. A hundred percent. You know, I, I MJ Emerson. Yep. Had a fantastic game. You know, his first career uh, interception. Brock Purdy don't throw picks. Well, he threw one to MJ today. I know MJ got a tough flag late, but um, I, I thought he played outstanding. Greg Newsom's fantastic uh, back there. Already mentioned Juan Thornhill. Yeah, you look at this secondary. It takes a lot of pressure off the boys up front. But listen, you're right. This, this you know, we for years have been staring at Miles Garrett, right? Waiting for Miles to step up and make a big play at it at a key moment. And it's not just all on him for this football team to be able to go out and win games. It is a complete defensive effort. I feel like that the front end of the defense and the back end of the defense really complement each other extremely well. And nowhere was that more apparent, Andy, than Sunday afternoon at Cleveland Brown Stadium against San Francisco, who came in again, averaging nearly 34 points per game. They were blowing teams out by nearly 20 a game. And this defense held the 49ers to 17 points, held them to close to 200 yards uh, in total offense, uh, 215 yards to be exact. 
That is an outstanding effort. So, uh, again, I, I feel like this defense, real deal, because a lot of questions, right? Oh, okay, it's, it's you know, whatever. No, they did it against the best of the best right now, and that's Kyle Shanahan in this 49er offense. So uh, I asked a couple of players, are they ready now for all the attention they're going to get? Because, right, Sunday night football is going to come up. Uh, Monday night football is going to come up. Thursday night football. And guess what I'm going to talk about? Let me talk about this Cleveland Brown defense and how really good they are. Are they ready for the positive attention that they're going to get? We know they can answer the haters because guess what they did Sunday afternoon? They answered me. They answered you. They answered all the national critics that said they had no chance to win, right? Well, now I think that narrative is going to change. And let's see how they perform when they start getting love from across the country. Last point, Daryl, Kevin Stefanski, where, where does he sit in Browns fans' minds right now? Well, I, I think that they went from wanting to shoot him in, on public square for to, okay, thank God, you can, you're allowed to coach for another week, Kevin. Um, I look, the, the, the game plan on Sunday was, I think, fairly reasonable, right? I, I thought it was well-balanced. Um you know, you can only do with what you have to work with, right? And let's be honest about it. P.J. Walker was on the practice squad, had a couple of days to get ready for this thing, uh, stepped into a very tough spot, wasn't great. Uh, it came very close to being terrible, right? He had two interceptions, almost threw a third at the worst possible time. But, hey, all's well that ends well. So, um, you know, it's a learning experience for P.J., and if he has to play next week against Indianapolis, hopefully he's better. So, Daryl, help me with this last question. P.J. Walker now needs to remain on the 53-man roster or immediately go back. Do they sign him? But that, does so, that mean somebody else could pick him up tomorrow if they wanted to? No. This was his second elevation. You're, okay. allowed, you're allowed three elevations. Next week is when things get hairy if they have to re-elevate him. But as far as right now, he automatically reverts back to the practice squad, and the only way he can uh, leave the Cleveland Browns is if another team comes in and signs him to their active 53. And look, I, I got to be honest with you, Andy. Do the Browns want to uh, expose him to that, though, right now? Listen, 18 okay. of 30 – he's still on the practice squad. They haven't signed him. He's 18 of 34 for 192, two picks. He had a rating of 45.2. I don't think that there's a line forming to take P.J. Walker away from the Cleveland Browns. God love him. I don't want to hate on the kid. He 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 was stepped in at the tough spot and 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 get, did just enough so that they could win this game. But again, the line ain't forming to claim PJ Walker from the Cleveland Browns. But what's going to happen is if they elevate him a third time, then they got to make a decision because again, you're only allowed three elevations from the practice squad in a season. Uh, let's just say this. I'm mean, I'm just throwing this out at you. Uh, let's just say some team loses two quarterbacks. I, we're cutting this in the middle of day on Sunday or on Monday night. Do you have the option to make sure he doesn't go to the practice squad, or then he's like a free agent? He could sign with any team he wanted. To. No, they what they have what they have to do is they have to cut someone or put someone on injury reserve, and then they would have to sign him to the active roster. That's how gotcha. this works. He is under a practice squad contract. Got elevated for the game now twice. Okay, but. Uh, he is back on the practice squad officially again now that the game is over. And for him to be on the active roster, the Browns have to sign him to the 53. And I don't know that that's going to happen. 
All right, there you have it. He's Daryl Ryder. I'm Andy Baskin for our great producer, Meredith Kane. Thank you very much. It has been the postgame edition. And in uh, I'm trying to think of the right word, Daryl. Give me one word to describe the game. Shocking. Shocking? <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm shocked they won. I'm sorry. I, I am. I am shocked in the most positive way that the Browns pulled this one out of their backside and won on a missed 41-yard field goal, wide right with six seconds to play. For once, after all these years of unbelievable well, – the kick six, remember the kick six against Baltimore that they lost? All the heartbreaking, you've got to bleeping be kidding me, losses since 1999. This one, finally, the football god said – you earned this one, Cleveland. This is for you. We're going to blow this football wide of the upright, wide right, and you're going to get out of here with the, uh, uh, an improbable win over arguably the best team in the National Football League, at least. Uh, you know, the few remaining unbeatens, and you hand the 49ers there. I'm shocked. I'm stunned. I can't believe it. Improbable is the word, but I think you said it best. The Browns win 1917 over the previously unbeaten San Francisco 49ers. We're back with two episodes throughout the week. It's always game day in Cleveland.